0: Welcome to Flights, Late Nights, and Hindsights, a study abroad podcast brought to you by
1: the peer advisors from the Center for International Education at Loyola University, New Orleans. Today we are joined by Cecilia, one of our very own peer advisors who studied at Comillas in Madrid, Spain. So how long were you abroad for?
0: So I was abroad for, well, I was supposed to be abroad for the entire academic year, so August through May, June. Mm-hmm. But COVID happened, so I was only, I could only stay until March.
1: Oh, dang. Okay. So you had like a little bit of both experiences. And how did you decide on this program?
0: Uh, well, at first I was on, like, I always knew I wanted to study abroad in Spain. I actually wanted to do my bachelor's degree in Spain. Yeah, but the interest in studying in, in Spain had always been there. So, it wasn't too hard to make the decision, although since I had recently declared my Latin American Studies minor, I was kind of torn between going to Latin America
1: and going to Spain. Cool. So, like, okay, talking about academics, how were your classes? Like, were the professors and the grades super different or kind of similar to Loyola?
0: Well, actually, um, although it was really different, um, it was my best um, year ever. I mean, I got into the Dean's List. Wow. I've always been a good student, but this was by far like my best year since I've been at Loyola. And now I'm aiming to keep it up, keep up the good work. But academically, it's different because, for example, yes, professors are a little bit more strict. But I had a good balance because the Comillas y cada program has, like, gives you the option to take classes with Spaniards, with the local students, but mm-hmm. they also have an international student's course catalog. So if, and they have the option to, they have classes bo- both in Spanish and English. So mm-hmm. if you're an international student who wants to um, learn Spanish, you can take classes in Spanish and... And if you don't know Spanish, you can take them in English. And a lot of times they offer like the same class in both languages. So it's really cool that they have that opportunity. But yeah, during I had the balance because, well, during my first semester, I only had one class with um, local students. And it was a Latin American, it was my only Latin American studies course that I took abroad. I really want to talk about specifically about that course because it's, it was really interesting to learn about Latin America from the, mm-hmm. from the colonizer's perspective. Wow, um, yeah. Yeah, it, and it was the only Latina in the class. I mean, there was one girl from Mexico and two girls from Argentina and one from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. So we would always be, like, debating because it was pretty controversial. Like, I did not particularly enjoy um, the way they teach um, the story of Latin America and the conquest mm-hmm. but I was really grateful that I had the opportunity like to like to have a discussion about it to give them my point of view as a Latina and tell them like you're wrong I mean going back to the academic stuff uh, I think the biggest difference between um, Loyola and the system at Comillas y cade, is that sometimes the American system made it all so easy for us. I mean, you will never have an exam in Spain with multiple choice questions. I mean, wow! in fact, professors don't even make an exam because the exam is gonna be, they're gonna write three questions on the board and you have three blank sheets and it's all like essay questions.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. And so what was your housing like? Did you do a homestay or were you like off campus?
0: So the first semester, I stayed in a student residence. Um, however, student residences in Spain, I don't know in the rest of Europe if it's the same way, but at least in Spain, student residences are not linked to a specific university. So oh. like, student uh, residences are just like general and open to all college students. Okay. So that was really cool because I, I chose one that's that's called Mi Casa in. And it was a really cool um, residence because they have, they have different locations throughout Madrid. Mm-hmm. So you could choose like, the location that works for you better. I thought it was gonna be an environment more of like international students, but I was surprised at the amount of Spaniards that actually lived in this mm-hmm. residence. We had a, a kitchen, one kitchen in the whole building, but we weren't like too many people so it was like a communal kitchen and it was mm-hmm. really cool like it was like it kind of reminded me of like a kitchen you would use in a cooking class because it had like different ovens and um four fridges and like um ovens and they had like everything so i never had a problem with it i i really liked it second semester since i thought i was going to go to seville there wasn't there wasn't any space um in that residence I was or in any other basically so that's how I ended up having my first apartment ever and it was really cool for me that because like during the two years I was at Loyola I always lived in the residence halls and this is my last year and I am a fully online student so I didn't get the opportunity to live in a house in New Orleans but it's pretty amazing to me that my first experience living by myself and living in my own apartment was in Madrid. I mean, not everyone can say that. I lived with three other Puerto Ricans Mm -hmm. um, and we lived in the coolest neighborhood in Madrid. If anybody wants to know, it's called Malasaña. It's like the hippest neighborhood in Madrid. And my whole street was
1: filled with thrift shops. That sounds so cool. Like a little magazine street almost. Entire,
0: my entire street. It was like thrift shops and like one bar. When I was in Malasaña, it was like in the middle of everything. So it was, and not like, not in a bad way because mm-hmm. not like in the touristy area. Like the touristy areas in Madrid are Sol and like Gran Dia and I wasn't there. Like I was in a, I was like in a really good location, but not a touristy location.
1: That sounds perfect. Wow. So you got like a little bit of both experiences and when you were like in the communal residence hall did you meet other students from other universities or like other people from all over? Yeah,
0: I mean, it was pretty funny. Like I even uh, the first like the first week, I literally opened the like I went to the kitchen and when I opened the door, there was this girl I went to high school with. What? And I was
1: like, "Oh my he, god, that's amazing." she
0: <laughs> was, like, was there standing with her mom and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, oh, I'm studying abroad and I live here. And But oh. she, she studies at the University of Puerto Rico, so I had, like, no idea. And when I saw her, I was like, what a small world. Like, how did we end up, like, in the same residence in Madrid? So, yeah. And there were, it was a nice mix between local students and international students. Mm-hmm. There, I don't remember specific universities. We were all over the place, and a lot of students also, were not necessarily studying abroad. Like there was this girl, she, she was from New York and she was just like taking a gap year mm-hmm. and studying Spanish in, in Spain and in Madrid, obviously. And so she was there too. So it was a good mix between people from all over the world. And it was really nice because you would go to the kitchen and the Spaniards were praxi- practicing their English and then the study abroad students were practicing, practicing their, their Spanish and also um the residents they would host uh they host parties parties for us like for all the residences they would like Mm -hmm. make events and they were like oh you're invited to this event and they would also host like cooking um cooking
1: classes wow that sounds super nice did you ever go to any of those cooking classes did you learn anything
0: I went to the parties.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair, fair.
0: <laughs> I, I, I never went to, to the classes because um, I don't know why I never went, but I still know how to make a Spanish tortilla, so I didn't have to go to the class to to learn how to do it.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So, like, initially, what were some of the biggest cultural adjustments you faced, and like, how did you handle them?
0: Uh. Okay. This is going to sound a little bit deep or something, but... <laughs> I really didn't make friends. Okay. I only made, like, I would talk to the other international um, students at Comillas, but the only person I could say that became my friend and I still talk to her was the girl from Venezuela that was in my Latin American studies class.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the
0: other people, like, my other friends were friends, um, friends of mine from Puerto Rico that were studying abroad um, in Madrid. Like, I had a friend from NYU that was at the same time that I was there and another one from American University. So I did have my own group but like new people I only met like one that I I'm still in contact with. I didn't expect Spaniards were going to be like so closed. Uh-huh. um especially like I do know that many Spaniards are not comfortable speaking English. I mean some of them are super comfortable and some of them don't even care if they're comfortable or not and they will just speak in English um and if you don't if you don't understand them well that's that's your problem Uh but I guess that I was shocked that nobody would talk to me in class that nobody was curious about like "Hmm, who are you where are you from I mean I only took one class during the first semester like with Spaniards but then second semester I think I took I took like two or three classes with Spaniards and the second semester was a little bit better but I I noticed since the first day that everybody knew each other and that's why they didn't seem to be interested in like talking to me. So I think that was my my main cultural shock that people weren't that open to, to talking to new people. They already had their groups, but believe it or not, it did not affect my experience at all. My mom still tells me like, how did you like it so much if you didn't make like a lot of new friends? I was like, because I was so, I was so amused with my life in Spain (laughs) that I knew I didn't have the right to be like sad or unhappy because I was living like in Madrid, traveling through through Europe every weekend. And at the end of the day, I still had my Puerto Rican, my Puerto Rican friends. So I was like, so yeah, it did not affect me because... It's honestly the happiest I've been in probably my entire life.
1: <laughs> wow, that's so amazing. That's interesting to hear that, like, you know, it's like the Latino culture that we're, we kind of associate is, like, not really present in Spain. Yeah. But, yeah, tell me about some of your travels.
0: I believe my first trip was to Oktoberfest in Munich.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I
0: mean, it was an amazing experience. I never want to go through again. I mean, I did it, I check it in my bucket list, but I don't want to go through that ever again.
1: What was Um, the travel like?
0: I don't think I ever took a flight longer than two hours to, like, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, I mean, that's a huge event. So obviously, like, if you want, you have to plan ahead so you can find find a good accommodation. And I don't know if we just, my friends and I, if we didn't plan, like, um, with enough like, time. Anyway, I wasn't the one in charge of planning it all. So the point is we ended up staying in a camping site.
1: <laughs> you know? oh, oh my gosh. Did you guys like have camping equipment?
0: It was like, no, but it was, they would, you would pay like, um, I don't know how much money and they would provide everything. Like you had your own tent it was, I mean, there was a lot of people there. And then I talked to other Puerto Ricans that went on different um, dates because, like, this goes on, like, for a lot of weeks. So mm-hmm. you can go on different dates. And when I would talk to them, they were like, oh, I stayed there too. So I was like, oh, my God. So I wasn't the only crazy person that decided to go to Oktoberfest and stay at a camping site. And the thing is, it was already, I mean, it was October, but already cold. So I remember, like... It was two people per tent and I slept with one of my friends and we would literally sleep with our with our coats on because it was so cold. Oh my God. And the costume, not, it's not a costume, it's a cultural um, uh, attire,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's really expensive. It's really, really expensive. So, and you might want to do like your research before going to Oktoberfest. You, I mean, you have to respect that that's, like a cultural tradition from Germany, so you can't go to Amazon and order a Halloween costume of a German um, dress. You have to be really careful with that because that's their culture. You want to do like, the people who are interested might want to do some research. Never forget that these types of events are cultural traditions. They're just not like a party or like, I got stuck in Germany. (laughs) Um, I went to London a couple of times actually. I think I went like two times. Maybe I really liked it. So Um, I went to Paris, Edinburgh. Edinburgh is amazing. I didn't expect I was gonna like it so much and it was a place that surprised me. Um, I traveled also within Spain. I went to the south to Granada and Seville and the island of Mallorca, that was, actually, Mallorca was the first place I, I went to. Barcelona, obviously. I went to Switzerland, to Milan. Oh, my God. I was in Milan, like, the week before COVID
1: um, exploded. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's a story to tell. <laughs> well, I, I,
0: it, I, I went to Milan during Valentine's weekend. And that was basically the weekend that Italy, That the next week, Italy was already, like, with a lot of cases so I was like so shocked that I didn't I didn't I I never got COVID and a lot of people who who went abroad and that returned to Puerto Rico they tested positive and I apparently I don't have any antibodies I took the test if anybody cares <laughs> um I did travel I think I want to mention this because it's like a really random um place I went so I went to this island in the British channel. It's called Jersey. I didn't know that it existed. The only reason I went was because um, my boyfriend was working there. So I spent my birthday in an island I I have never heard before, but it made sense. I mean, if there's a new Jersey, there had to be an old Jersey. I I didn't know it existed and there's really not much to do, but it was a really cute little island. It was cozy and I'm just proud that I went somewhere that I literally did to have zero idea that existed. So that was fun, too. It was really cold, cold, though, but it was nice.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's the funnest part about studying abroad sometimes. is just like discovering things you didn't even know existed. And then you have a great time and you're like, wow, like, what else am I missing to the world, you know? Um, I actually know someone from, from Jersey that goes to Loyola. So that's kind of funny. Really? Yeah. an <laughs> <The laughs> island? Yeah. Like, yeah, she's like, no one knows where I'm from, but I'm from Jersey, you know, Um, small world, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, like, one last question uh, before we start wrapping up. What was your favorite place to eat? Like, this is my favorite question. (laughs) I'm like, or you could say your favorite, like, dish, either one.
0: Okay, so I was really addicted to tortilla. I still Uh am. I do it all the time here in Puerto Rico because, I mean, it's so easy. It's potatoes, onion, eggs. You always have that in your fridge, so it's like, Whenever I don't know what to cook, that's my solution. So that I would basically eat tortilla for breakfast every day at comidas at the university. Um, I also liked bocatas de jamón, like basically mm-hmm. jamón ibérico sandwich with with tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Tomatoes in Spain are are another thing. I've never liked tomatoes, and they are so juicy that I could literally eat tomatoes with mozzarella and a little bit of olive oil and avocado. And I loved it. But yeah, that was something really shocking, the quality of the food, how much it costs. I mean, it's really cheap compared to to the US. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think my favorite dish was tortilla, uh, bocatas, bocatas de jamón. And I don't know what my, which restaurant was my favorite. I do have to say I went to every Cuban restaurant in <laughs> Rican, trying to satisfy my need for Puerto Rican food. There wasn't uh-huh. a Puerto Rican restaurant. Oh, there was one Puerto Rican restaurant. So if any Puerto Rican goes and wants to know the name. <laughs> but yeah, I just, oh, okay. My favorite tortilla place in Madrid was called Pez Tortilla. Like mm-hmm. literally, pez as in fish. Uh-huh. I don't know why they chose that name, but they had a tortilla with it was a truffle truffle and brie and brie cheese tortilla and it was out of this world and i think they have more than one location i would always go to the location that is in sol Mm -hmm. but i think they had another one in malasaña but that was definitely one of the best tortillas i tasted um in in madrid yeah
1: (laughs) dang that all sounds to die for yeah, I think like that's one of the things, like, that you don't even expect, too, is, like, that food tastes different. Even, like, just a tomato, like, when I was abroad, I was like, what? I like watermelon now? It's just, like, things you didn't even think about. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to a student considering studying abroad, especially in Spain?
0: I guess I would say something that helped me a lot. I mean, I've always had a good sense of direction, but before going to Spain, I would look at the map uh, on Google, mm-hmm. like, so I, I looked at it so much that in my head, I already had the map of Madrid and I would know where every neighborhood was just because I stared at the map so many times and, and to see the my daily route from the residence to Comillas. Because this is something I think people might not know, but Comillas and Icale are different campuses.
1: Mm-hmm. Icale
0: is exclusively like, Um, business law and that campus is in the middle of the city it's really it's really well located but then comillas (laughs) which is those where you take like social sciences and basically if you're going to uh, spain and you're only taking like general electives or social sciences courses you're Mm -hmm. gonna go to comillas and comillas is in a suburb in madrid like in north it's called uh, Aicovenda San Sebastián de los Reyes. It's like a 40 minute train. So you have to switch from the metro, and then mm. from the metro you have to go to, you have to take a suburb train. So you get used to it. It's not as bad, but an advice I would give to students, specifically going to Comillas and Naricale, is to try to organize your schedule so you don't have to go every single day. Like, um, that's what I did. I had, I don't, I think I had Fridays off. Mm-hmm. So it was really good also, in general, try to leave um, either Friday Fridays or Mondays like free. So you can, so if you want to travel, you can go like and have a long weekend. I can't come up with more advice, I think, so.
1: No, that's great, that sounds so important. Know where you're going, don't get lost, and you know, don't be afraid to to travel. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for coming it's a pleasure